Hey, this is Robin Lawton from New River Church, and I am so excited to be with you this morning, uh, this day at at, uh, the New River Podcast, the Overflow Podcast. Um, And it is the Christmas season, one of my favorites of the time of year. And I have some really cool people here, and we're going to talk about some fun things and some serious things today. So let's get started. I got Pastor Vernon. Good morning. I've got Pastor Logan. What's up? What's up? And I've got Pastor Ryan. Hi. I'm surrounded by royalty, and Ooh. I think we're going to have a good time here today, the royal priesthood. I'm nervous, wow. Um, wow. And yes, lightning, yes, lightning's coming. and uh, super excited. So, <laughs> hey, Pastor Ryan, got, got something it. fun for us to talk about at the beginning here for our I Christmas do. season? I, I have a bittersweet moment I have to share first. This is our last podcast until a certain date that will be in the future. In January. So this is our last one. So we're going to do some Christmas-themed questions. Okay. Is nice. everybody okay with that? Yes. I'm, I'm very excited. Okay. I'm having a hard time holding <laughs> it back. Yes, yes. Um, the first question, maybe of many, but the first one, and I think, Robin, you, you might like this one. What Christmas carol gets stuck in your head the most during Christmas time? Hark how the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say. Ring, ding-a-ling. Ding, Fryzer, okay. done. Do you know that version? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> do you know the actual words to that song? Uh, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. I just start singing stuff. And I actually know like, like probably Andy all three parts. I probably could sing all. I'll be honest. Like, ding, I, I wasn't kong, ding, able to kong. say, but as soon as she said that, I think that's my answer. Uh, yeah, I was like, like wow. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's, that's always. That's, Here's yeah. the problem. I never remember the actual words. So I sing stuff close to Christmas. Ding, fries are done. Yes. Um, yeah. But even other songs. What is yours that, Bernie, sticks in your head the most? Christmas Carol? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Well, oh, this Christmas, actually. This and this Christmas Chris- will be. Okay. Oh. Okay. That's Chris. Isn't that a Christmas Carol? Yeah. No, I was playing, Sally. I was messing. Uh, <laughs> it's a Christmas song. It's a Christmas song. I'm that. being funny. Yeah. No, it's the one that Robin said for real. That is the one. I, I feel like that's the mm. classic of all mm-hmm. Christmas carols. Mine's We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good one. Thank you. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, and I can't get it out of my head. And now I won't be able to get it out of my head because I just reminded my head of that song. But, um, okay, that was, a, that was an icebreaker. Okay. Second one. What Christmas-themed food do you think is the grossest? The grossest? Is grossest, grossest? a word? Grossest. The worst. Yeah. Somebody said ham. Ham? Ham or yams? We have some people talking behind the scenes. What did she yams? Is she saying yams or ham? She said hammed. She said ham that tastes like yam. Oh my gosh. Yams yams. are amazing. Green eggs. Anyway, Christmas themed food Mm -hmm. that is the worst. Fruitcake is weird. Ooh. Like I just never understood like a loaf. It's not even really a cake. It's more like a (laughs) loaf of Red maraschino cherries. Fruit. I've never had it. Yeah, this is weird. I don't. I. There's actually certain parts if you bite it just right, but that see, you can enjoy. You have it, to but make that kind of clarification. Exactly. Right? Great have point. To, yeah. We great should point. Not have yeah. To have it. So it's here's the thing, real quick. This terrible. got me on something in my head. Have y'all been watching the holiday baking championships? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. I have watched it. I watched it. I think I watched them last we, year. We do it every year. Okay. So this year they're they're probably halfway through. But what I can't understand is why in every dessert they put fruit in it. So they'll do like mm-hmm. a, a layered cake, and in between it's like fruit. Like, what are you doing? You're ruining the cake by putting fruit in there. Just yeah, give me icing, chocolate. chocolate. Exactly. Right. Because icing. Well, okay, so but I know why. Because they say that with like the acid, which is in the fruit, raspberry, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. helps like balance out the flavors. That's what oh. they say. They're wrong. Yeah, right. absolutely. Exactly. Fruit does not belong in chocolate, <laughs> yeah. but that's why they do it. 
And they're always like, this is too sweet. Is mm. that a possibility? That's too what, sweet? No, I've said they've said that before too. Yeah. It's too. They always like, get on the Southerners. Besides, yeah. I like, need to be on there. No such thing. Yeah. Yeah. As a resident fat kid, I say <laughs> that. So, <yeah>. should <laughs> not be fruit. There's no such thing. Grossest one for me um, is eggnog. I know we talked Love about this eggnog. yesterday. Maybe I should make you some good eggnog. I would. I would like it. I would like the Puerto Rican eggnog. We uh-huh, talked about that uh-huh, too. Because uh-huh. on the holiday baking championship, they made homemade eggnog. And one of them was the the Puerto the co- Rican, the coquito. Well, that's probably yes. I probably watched that last year, and that's why I made that. Oh, I, I actually I, I've never I probably had still have the ingredients. So in my here's house. the thing about eggnog. Bring it on Monday. It. I, I can drink like a, a cup or I whatever mean, or a sip or two, and it's okay. But I'm so, it's not like I want it. I'll drink it if it's in front of me. What does uh, it taste like? Saying? Does it oh, taste you like egg? egg? I've never had it. I've never yeah, it's, had it. It's eggs. You never had eggnog. Okay. Oh my is, gosh. Is what now? <laughs> yeah, you just. You so I have half a gallon of eggnog ice cream in my freezer. Nog, classic nog. Y'all don't know nog. Honestly, I, I think we all know what nog is. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, last one. Okay, this one's fun. Which of our coworkers? Oh shoot, I lost the question. Oh, which of our coworkers is most likely to be an elf in disguise? Oh god, Lindsay. Why? Because Lindsay loves Christmas. Love, mm. love, loves Christmas. Yeah, she decorates she's before she decorates early. Lindsay good, is our yeah. Christmas girl. Yeah, it's a good answer. Plus, she's, you know, she's kind of on the quiet side, so mm-hmm. she's probably keeping all sorts of elf secrets. Oh. That oh, is, that's, a, that's a good one. That yeah. was good. Mm. Yeah, I would say someone like Amy. I just think Amy is so bubbly and fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I think of elves, I think bubbly and fun. Mm-hmm. Good one too. She would be a good elf. She looks so good in the ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Amy. Uh, Guys, I don't know. I think Liam for some reason. Liam, yeah, as an elf, I, I could see that. Yeah, you know, I, I can see his little hoverboard thing. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly, and building something, drinking a know? gallon of milk. Exactly. Yes, in the, in the center shot. He cheated, fair. but he got it. That's Who cheated? Fair. Liam. Oh, okay. I can't say why, but he did. Oh, oh, Ryan's is real upset about. that Liam did it, not cheating, and he's upset that he well, won. he okay. He did it. I'll give him 95%. That counts. <laughs> okay. He did it. I'm, I'm missing it. I'm, I'm totally missing uh, it. Anyway. I'll tell you later. I okay. think, I don't know. I want to say Becky for some reason. Like, <laughs> I can see Becky I can too. I, also like, bubbly. Yeah. But then also like can kind of be like sneaky and like, mm-hmm. I I could just see her like, we would come into the office and the whole office would be decorated and we wouldn't know what happened and she would just be sitting there. Like that. I just, I don't know. I could see that happening. Hmm. So, Becky. Could be Denise making the list, checking it twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She would we find out if you've been naughty or nice. She would find she's, out. I think she's more like Miss Claus. I think she's oh, that's good. She would be yeah. good at that's that. good. Mm-hmm. I'm searching for another one and I'm just not finding any good ones. So. Okay, can I have a, can I yeah. tell you my favorite thing is we talked about songs. Favorite, oh, yeah, yeah. favorite Christmas carol though. By far, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Mm. Best, favorite. Mm. And honestly, if you really want to go theological, like Come on. it's super deep. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. What about this? Your your Christmas carol that you could do the best at karaoke. Oh. Right, so karaoke. The one, not necessarily that you'd pick, but the one that you know that you'd be like, you easily we wish you a Merry Christmas. Either one. I'll go either. I'll go any song. Yeah, what's yours? <laughs> Oh, I don't know yet. I haven't thought about it. Uh, well, I have thought about it over and over again. Mariah Carey is easy. Christmas, yeah. Yeah. You're gonna go try to hit the high note. Oh, absolutely. 
Oh, yeah. I do it daily. Yeah. Would you consider mala kawiki maka? Yeah. Would you consider that uh, a I, no? I don't like that song. You don't? I, oh my God. I, 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 it bothers me. His wife loves it. This is her favorite song. Mia loves Malakaliki Maka. <laughs> well, and Ed thinks the words are the wise way. I'm like, it's Hawaii's way. It's the version you listen to. How about this? It's the version you listen to. Yeah, I hear that now too. If we get 1,000 listens, we all have to solo our Christmas carol as karaoke on a Sunday morning. Say one more time. Repeat that. I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> He's making I, promises he can't keep. Mm, you got to run that past 1, Alex. And I, think you're not, I think you're not going to get past on that And one. we will do worship as form of karaoke. Mine would, with oh, us. I would go, karaoke. I would go. And I'll do Mariah Carey. I don't like this song because I think the answer is yes, she did know, but I do like the song Mary Did You Know. Like mm-hmm. and singing that song karaoke wise, Clay Aiken's you know? version. That's that's the one right um, there. The Pentatonics. Oh, yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, I have yeah. a Pentatonics Christmas station that I yeah. just love. Yeah, they they are to. good. Yeah. They're little drummer boys, the best version <laughs> yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. That's Here, a weird song to me too though. Really? Yeah. Just mm. a little drummer boy. Like, I don't know. Okay. Mary weird. definitely did know. Oh, yeah, she knew. But mm. It's like, I wonder if she knew. I don't, maybe, I don't know. You know, still like from a mother's perspective. Mm. Yeah, I know who he is. But then when she found out that what he was going to do, it's still like, mm. I don't, how, how, you yeah, know, right. so, you know. Well, and just think of all the things that you know, but your faith falls short. Like yeah, you know it, saying, but yeah. you don't really believe it all the way. Yeah. Maybe she didn't know. My favorite is when they do the water into wine and he basically he says to her, it's not my time. And she's like, do whatever he says. Like, that's my favorite. Like, like she uh, just must she have said, already um, had, a, she knew he could do it. Yeah. And she was literally like, yeah, something sure. needs to be done. Just do whatever he says. Mm. He's like, yes, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I love that too. Jesus, I, the son of God, God was obedient is to like, his mama. Okay, yes, mom. <laughs> it's not, listen, God told me it's not time. Do it. Okay. <laughs> well, the sweetness towards his mom, like that's, I just, yeah. I, that's what I see is that, you know, that he did, he loved his mom. Super mm. sweet. Anyway. Mm. All right. Shall we, shall we shift into the more serious things of Christmas? Sure. Because we all know that although there's fun food and there's fun songs, that it is all about Jesus and what he came to do. Um, and this past Sunday, we spent some time talking about prophecy, about mm-hmm. uh, Jesus, about the Messiah, about the things God told us would come before. Um, so I have a couple things here that I wrote down um, from Deuteronomy 13. It says there are two signs of a true prophet. First, he must not direct the people to follow other gods. So it has to be about the one true God. Mm-hmm. And that whatever he says had to come true. Mm-hmm. And so what it said really was that that was how you would identify false prophets. And the truth is, at the time, there were a lot of false yeah. prophets saying a lot of false things. So that was kind of a big um, deal. And then the other thing that caught my eye was this, that Sometimes prophets were given a message that was either smaller or more insignificant that came true so that it would prove in time that they were what they had to say was true. So the small thing wasn't the most important thing to say, but it was to help people to believe what they were going to say next. And that's kind of what we were talking about here. We talked a lot about um, Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah coming, and we know that they came true. That's what we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. today. But it also, because they came true, can assure us that the Bible is true and trustworthy, Mm -hmm. and that the end time prophecies that we know about Jesus coming back again are also as reliable. Yeah, that's so cool. And um, that example or the illustration that came off a website that was, it's a credible website, Mm -hmm. but to just prove that only if only eight prophecies right. about Christ, 
then it was that whole state of Texas silver dollars two feet that deep. That was nuts. Yeah, that's that's that insane to think about. That's only eight, and it was three hundred and fifty-one. There was another number uh, that was out there that was four hundred and fifty prophecies, but that wasn't just about Jesus, the ones mm-hmm. that Jesus fulfilled. Right. But let, if it was four hundred fifty, just to give you more perspective, it was ten ten to the like one hundred and seventy. Fifth power. Mm-hmm. So you had eight being to the 17th with 17 zeros, but if it was 450, it was a hundred and some 70 zero. I'm basically in prop. It doesn't happen. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it, you can't mathematically do that. And so that's why prophecy through the Bible is so important to understand because it's proof. Mm-hmm. It literally right. is proof of all that we've been talking about, all that the Bible says, existence of God told right before you. Amen. Yeah, it still, and, and it still takes faith. Though. There's, mm-hmm. it does, but there are plenty about the Messiah, which is specifically kind of what we're looking at. Right, yeah, but there's also so much, like in the Book of Daniel, mm-hmm. when it talks about the different conquerings, and then we can see in history how the fulfillment of that kind of thing is. So there's so much prophecy that really does lay that out, and I think we don't understand prophecy. Hundred percent. Yeah. This looking back is hard, right? Because mm-hmm. we already know what happened, but mm-hmm. could you imagine writing? And not knowing what would really happen. Yeah. Yeah. And for the Israelites, like we were saying too, is they don't know what's happening. So they did need some things. You you mentioned this um, a little earlier too. Maybe God gave the prophets a little bit, a little word that really didn't Mm -hmm. matter much, but it gave them credibility for the bigger things that are coming. Right. Bigger prophecies that are coming. But yeah, prophecy is is difficult to sometimes understand and believe because it is. We talked about this Sunday. It does kind of seem mystical sometimes mm-hmm. too. We 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 we're not as used to that word. Yes. Um, or if we're used to it, it's not biblical prophecy. It's mm-hmm. modern day time prophecy where I think people twisted the actual meaning of it, and so we in our minds got it twisted. But biblical prophecy is not a chance. It's a an assurance. This is going to happen or has happened, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing we got to remember too. Mm-hmm. But Amen. think I think about the we, I think we kind of put it next to like, you know, we think about false profiting, like mm-hmm. fortune right, telling exactly. or yeah. mediums. Mm-hmm. That's or what I'm connecting saying. Connecting yeah. to the dead or, and, um, you know, and some of those are false prophets. Some of them are getting their power from other places. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had to be a God-given prophecy and it did have to come true yes, yeah. in order to identify um, the, the false prophets and the true prophets. Um, now, Ryan, you spent a lot of time on Sunday in Isaiah 53, which I think is where we're going to head. Um now, one of the things that I think we miss is that Isaiah is going to go ahead and is going to tell us all about a Jesus we know. Mm. He's going to tell us pieces of the story we've heard, things that we read right out of the New Covenant. But Ryan, do you have an idea? When was it, when was it ri- originally written? How many yeah, years well, before? He do you was, know? He was born 700 years before. What do we just look up? So around 740 yeah, or so. Like somewhere 740 seven, to Right, we can't time 80, those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So within within. 50 to 60 years of his of Isaiah's birth. So Okay. Yeah. So, so it's still let's just call it 600 years before yeah, Christ. 500 yeah. years, 600 years, 700 yeah. years. So the things that I Isaiah is going to predict, we're going to take them for granted because mm-hmm. we've already read yes. the New Testament, mm-hmm. the New Covenant, we know what happens, but we want to start with this mindset that where would they have even gotten these ideas from? That's good. How did they know? How did Isaiah know? Could you imagine being Isaiah and God giving you this thing? Yeah. Well, it, okay, side note, for Isaiah to trust God wholeheartedly mm-hmm. and not question, because again, he's hearing it for the first time too. And uh-huh. he's just like, wow, right. okay, I'm going to write that one down. But what am I talking about? Mm-hmm. I wonder too, does he know exactly what he's talking about? Or is he just trusting in the Lord? In I wonder if God mm-hmm. gave the, pro- just like we talk about those like small prophecies that prove that the yeah. bigger, pro- like, mm-hmm. I wonder if God told Isaiah, like, 
gonna rain today. Yeah, rain. Right. Like you know what I mean? Like, did he have a couple of these things? Yeah. Like you're gonna run into Charlie when you're walking to the market today. Like <laughs> did he like, did he huh. have things like that? Because you know, sometimes I feel like God tells me things. You've probably heard me say this. And I just tuck them in my back pocket and just wait and see what happens, right? Because uh, I would never say it out loud because what if it doesn't come true? Does he tell you when it's going to rain? Uh, no. Oh. Well, the weather app. <laughs> I, I, um, I have but the, they're not even I have the weather app. It said it wasn't raining and then I went outside. Yeah, and it was rain. Yeah. yeah. Dripping mm-hmm. on my well, that's a great point too. Yeah. So, weathermen are not prophets. You, we don't, I never thought about that before. I mean, think about the faith uh, Isaiah had to have Mm -hmm. just to write and believe this. We always, you know, we talk about Abraham, but this is the same type of faith, same kind of trust. Mm -hmm. It's without even wavering. It's true. Here's what it is. Let's not second guess. And even even during a time where people didn't listen sometimes to their, like Jeremiah, he preached to so many people and nobody responded. It's like, God, are you sure you called me as a prophet? But I do think God gives individuals that confidence, you know, when you called them at that time, the confidence to know that, yes, I'm the one who called you. But still, like you said, it had to be. That's a tough place to be. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Think about it, too. Like, if I don't know about you guys, but if, like, I've never, God has never audibly spoken to me. Like, I've never heard the voice of God mm-hmm. specifically. I think God has spoken to me through different things, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm just, I don't know, man. I've put myself in his shoes, like, if God told me this stuff, I would want to immediately want to be like, yo, I got to tell everybody. <laughs> I just had an experience. But then like even that thought of like, but then I'm telling my friends is like, they're going to think I'm crazy. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that had to be kind of a weird thing to bear even as Isaiah of like, I'm, a, I'm God's prophet. Like God speaks to me, but there's a, a bunch of people around me who would think I'm crazy if mm. I said anything like this out. Right. Like that's just so interesting to me to think about like, he even probably had that burden of like, yo, I do want to share this with everybody right now, but I'm going to be nuts. Like people think I'm nuts if I mm. do. So, But I always wonder how confident everybody was. Mm. I mean, we're sitting around a table. It, it is visibly obvious in many ways that all of us are called. How confident do you feel right. when you get up to speak? Right. You know right. what I mean? Every time you do it, you're like, what? Yeah. And then sometimes, Ryan, you talk about this. Something comes out of your mouth and you're like, wow, God, that was yeah, amazing. Exactly. You know? yeah. 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 That was not you're in like, my nose. know that word. You know, so I always <laughs> yeah. do wonder, you know, biblically we look at, you know, like Abraham looks confident and certain people look confident mm-hmm. as they do things. And I go, wonder how confident they are because I know how yeah. lack of, comp- you know, I'm always like, is it the right thing? Am I saying the right thing? Right. Is this really for what God told no, me to that, say? I don't yeah, know why I'm, sure. I'm on this, but I drove yesterday. So we are in the blue building. So I'm driving and I take a left to go out. I don't know. I just saw the building and I was like, this is a massive building. And then mm-hmm. I thought to myself, why is why is God let me do this? You know, like confident, mm-hmm. lack of confidence, but trust in Him. It's like this this place is way too big for me. Like mm-hmm. I don't I do not feel equipped or called to mm-hmm. do, not called equipped or confident enough to lead and teach and and whatever. I don't know. I just got that overwhelming feeling, but it was a good feeling. It wasn't like a, a down on me feeling. It was like a grateful feeling. But anyway, just that confidence. It's like, well, that's one yeah. of those things like, you know, people say the, the Bible says God won't give you more than you can handle. Well, that's that is not what the verse right. says. We're putting right. that to the test. He, right. Will, right. he will definitely, but he will not give you more than he can handle. And I think that's Ooh. how we all fail yeah. on staff right now, right? Yeah. Like he's calling us to do things and we're all like, I don't know if I can step out in faith in this. Right. And you, but it's, but he's, he has been showing up yeah. in mighty yeah, ways. Is- and it, that Robin, that is so, that is so on point. I love what you brought up too, because I'm thinking about a lot. It made me think about Elijah now. Right where he defeats four hundred fifty. Your son, prophets of Baal. No, oh, right. <laughs> I don't. If he's defeated four hundred fifty prophets of Baal, then good namesake. Yeah, though. then I need to be anyways. But uh-huh. just thinking about that, and then the very next day, you know, he gets a word about you know Jezebel, right? And uh, he goes and he's you know depressed and everything. And it's just like 
dude, he was on the mountaintop at one point, and the Lord through him defeated 450 prophets of Baal, and the next day he's depressed yeah. and discouraged because of one word that was mentioned from uh, the that lady at the time. So that doesn't, but it was encouraging. It's encouraging. No, like you said, we hey, how much we can that sit on people the in the scriptures yeah. struggle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We struggle too, and that's mm-hmm. encouraging. Yeah. yeah, we think they're like Marvel superheroes. <laughs> yeah. like they do yeah. it with like you know, I'm right. Captain America. I'm going to do this. Right. Um, and it's just so yeah. yeah. They probably felt a lot like we did. Uh huh. Wow. All right, let's take a we look. We weren't even planning that. Let's right. take a look at Isaiah. <laughs> I was. Um, oh. <laughs> this is Isaiah 53, the suffering servant. I'm going to hand it over to you, Ryan, because you were the one who really uh, brought this for sure, us Sure, I'll make Sunday. something up. I'm just kidding, y'all. So I did skip verse one. Um, and this is funny too. We we uh, talked in the sermon planning. We really wanted to go through uh, Genesis, kind of really the old, whole Old Testament, just touch on points. Again, talking about throughout the Christmas season, because yeah. we're going to end with yeah, King of King and Lord of Lords. Just Lord. sitting down doing this. Um, actually, it came from my wife because I was like, I don't know how how am I going to tie these things in. She's like, Why don't you just do Isaiah fifty three? And I was mm-hmm. like, And we I know we talked about that yes. in sermon planning. So I was like, Okay, that's that's <laughs> the one. That's what I needed from the mm-hmm. Lord was from her. So anyway, um, and really we only went through uh, verse five, and it was a lot, and it was mm-hmm. enough for what I feel the Lord wanted us to have that day. But there's so much to unpack here, and it was. It's hard to, on a Sunday morning, go as deep sometimes as I really wanted to about a couple key verses. And so that's what's great about this podcast mm-hmm. is you could do that. So Absolutely. let me go real quick. Now, I'm going to take you on a journey, okay? Mm-hmm. Not not a long journey, but it might. it's sometimes even still confusing to me. And so I remember one time I did a, a thing called Lion and Lamb at a, at a different church. And it was talking about Isaiah 11, the verse I referenced about the the stump of Jesse. Mm-hmm. And I butchered it because it's like, I don't understand it, but I tried to speak it. And at the end of it, Shelly was just like, I have no idea what you were talking about. I was like, well, I don't either. So, hey, mission accomplished. <laughs> we're together. But the reason I say that is because verse two in Isaiah 53, this is where we started on Sunday. And all it says is he grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. And that's a verse that you see, but it's, it's some you there's so much behind that that I think it was in kind of cool to break down a little bit um on Sunday and even more so now because this blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Now I I I didn't this isn't my word. This is research commentaries and a couple uh trusted websites. But when we take the word shoot, right? Tinder shoot, mm-hmm. and then you take the word uh root uh like a root or stump or whatever, Isaiah talks about this, and this is what we mentioned on Sunday, an eleven. It goes to Isaiah 11, 1. Then a shoot will grow from the stump of Jesse, and his branch from the roots will bear fruit. All right, so take that word shoot, and you also want to take the word stump from Jesse. Now, what does that mean? Let's talk about this real quick. Stump of Jesse. What he's referring to is David's father. So we know that Jesus is coming out of the line of David. That's what he's kind of talking about. He's giving you, when we talk about prophecy, these are these multiple things that Inside one prophecy, there's so many details right. to prove what this that this is real. If you will, it's, mm-hmm. it, you can't. All these things can't come true if it wasn't divinely inspired. It's a plan, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a. So anyway, stump of Jesse refers to David's father, out of the line of Jesus. But stump Isaiah is referring to is when um, I got to pull up my notes so I don't mess this up. It says. The prophet Isaiah had just described Assyria cut down like a forest of trees. So there's a the Assyrian dynasty that really got wiped out during mm-hmm. this time. And so likewise, what Isaiah is talking about when he says stump of Jesse is he's talking about the judgment that God will have over Israel. So out of 
the, the, the tree of Jesse or Israel will be cut down like Assyria was cut down, talking about when the Babylonian dynasty will take over and take them into captivity, right? Mm-hmm. So the full growth of trees that was flourishing will be cut down to a stump. Nothing grows out of a stump. You cut a tree down, the stump dies, right? Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important to say out of that stump that was cut down from God, judgment on Israel from God, a shoot will rise out of that. Now, how can a shoot, how can something grow from something dead, only something divinely inspired and given from God, which is Jesus? Mm. This is where it gets even crazier. That's Mm. level one. Mm. Come on. This is, right, so. I'm worried for Vernon on level two. (laughs) I know, bro, this blew my mind. All right, so take this. Now we're going to the word shoot. That's obviously talking about Jesus. The stump, Jesse. Mm -hmm. Jesus, shoot. It'll grow out of that. The word, the Hebrew word that they used in the Bible for shoot is, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it in Hebrew, but it's netzer, N-E-T-Z-E-R. <laughs> that word refers to Matthew 23. It's the same word they use when he says, uh, as a word Nazarene, when he goes to back to Nazareth uh-huh. after fleeing, right? Uh-huh. And then he goes back for privacy. Why is that important? Well, it says in Matthew 22, 3, this is when Joseph and Mary and Jesus fleed because of Herod. And then he says he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. That fulfilled what was said through the prophets that he was called to Nazareth. All right. Good stuff. Even deeper. This is what's crazy. Remember, shoot is uh, translated as netzer, which is the same word for that Nazarene, the town. Okay. Um, the same word for Nazarene, which is Blah, blah, blah. So shoot, the prophecy declared that when the Messiah comes, he shall be what? Despised and counted nothing, just like a branch or a sprout. It says right here, he's despised, rejected, no majesty, no beauty, just like the town of Nazareth that's on the top of a mountain, high off the roads where no one pays attention to. The valley is where everybody travels. Everyone forgets about the town of Nazareth, just like they forgot about the shoot, same word, who is Jesus. The town where his great movements down in the valley, but Nazareth is so much out of reach as never to be affected by anybody. And there is that quotation, the thought of, he shall be a Nazarene, a man belonging to a city that is not worth naming. What good comes from Nazareth, right? Just like a (laughs) shoot, a little tender shoot coming from the stump of, (laughs) I know, know, right? (laughs) So that's why I couldn't say all that on Sunday because I still don't understand it. But just think about, that's what I'm saying. That one word, shoot, goes into a whole different meaning and so many, um, what is the right word? So much uh, detail Mm -hmm. that is written about this from just a little verse from he grew up before him like a tender shoot. No, that refers to Nazareth where he was born, prophesied about. It's also forgotten just like he was forgotten. No majesty to attract us also despised just Mm -hmm. like the same town, same word. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Powerful. Well, and of course, you know, uh, does that make sense? The people at that time would know the word. They did know the word like we don't. The Jewish Mm -hmm. people of the time would have really known the word, and probably that significance would not have been lost on them, Ryan, Mm -hmm. the way it is on us Mm -hmm. as New Testament. You know, I mean, it's a real. We need to talk about that stuff. It's a really. Because I've never heard that before. Like, I've never heard all, like, I've heard the prophecy, obviously, Mm -hmm. but like, in that detail, detail like breaking right. down shoot and like the way that word also translates like for the like I know <laughs> I well nuts, it just shows dude. even more context is king yes context is but king. it also and proves what amazing. you were saying Robin is there's no way this could be written 
if it wasn't true. There's too much detail right. and proof mm-hmm. and right. follow through a fulfillment of that prophecy. I mean, yeah. all that, year, that's five crazy. to seven hundred mm-hmm. years before another point. And Nazareth, where did it come from? Right. Nazareth. It wasn't even a town at that point. <laughs> no one knew about it on the top of the hill. Yeah, it might have. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, and I was thinking when you were talking, so you talked about Israel, the stump being cut down and, and basically from what you were saying, I heard that as captivity. Yes, and How it many is. times biblically do we look at, you know, in the garden, basically they put themselves in captivity when they sinned mm. and God provided a covering for them, right? Yeah. For the time. And then they were in captivity and Moses came yeah. and helped them get out of Egypt. Mm. And just how many times there was captivity. Then there was the Babylonian captivity. Mm-hmm. But but our story in the new covenant is sin's captivity and we have been cut down. The tree has been cut down because of sin. And then this tender shoot comes back and it is our rescue from our eternal. And that's why it's so important in going back to Isaiah 11, where it says the shoot will grow from the stump of Jesse and a branch from its root, his roots will bear fruit. Mm. That's it's a dead stump. So that's why it's so important to note there's only one thing he's talking about there. And then he goes on to say in verse two, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, strength, knowledge, the fear of the Lord. It's clearly talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. There, you know? so, it's mm-hmm. funny now thinking about it too, like think about what we talked about a minute ago of people when they were expecting Jesus to come back, right? When it were just the, or um, I guess a Messiah to be there, they were thinking a warrior, right? A strong, right? Mm-hmm. right? But obviously like, and we're talking about a tender shoot, and like I, I'm just almost thinking, I'm like, it's so funny that they missed it because it was like even in the prophecies, like it's talking like it doesn't say like a mighty oak tree would rise up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that might give you more of like a okay. Right, yeah. Right. Like big time. But like it's just crazy to me thinking about like they did have all these prophecies, and like a lot of those, probably a lot of the Pharisees at the time knew obviously knew a lot of this scripture backwards and forwards, yet they still missed it. And Jesus like came exactly as Isaiah talks about, like as a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. Like, and it's just, it's nuts. That that reminded me of something because you are spot on. How did they miss? That's the question. We talked about that, I think, pre-podcast too. How would they have missed that if if they have all this stuff? Well, it's the same way that we miss it right now. It's Mm. faith. That reminded me of a path. I'm trying to look it up because I can't remember exactly where it was, but it's that it's the parable that Jesus is teaching about the rich man and Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in that passage, it even says, because the guy, um, Lazarus in hell, talking to to the um the poor man that's in heaven. Yeah. And he even says something like, Go you wouldn't believe it if the prophets told you, right? right? It's like, right. they yeah. basically saying they Cause did. Because he right. says, send somebody to my brother. Yes. Right. Oh, send and they somebody. said they got the prophets. If they don't believe him, then something. Yeah. But that's the point. It's like, yeah. we hear it. We see it. We even feel it. But still, there's something. The same thing you just mm-hmm. talked about with, with um, Jezebel. Like, mm-hmm. he he experienced it and immediately got taken off that mountain. Mm-hmm. We know it's just faith to follow through with that yeah. stuff. But. Um, I read Mm. this book years ago called Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus, and it was Mm. understanding Jesus more through the Jewish culture and what that would have been like, and it was kind of cool. And one of the things it said, first of all, it's really important to know that in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Jesus is coming to the Jewish people because Mm. the Messiah was promised, and it's their rejection of him that brings the gospel to the rest of us, the Gentiles, and we're invited into that. So it's an important thing. And if you look in the Gospels, the only time Jesus kind of gets in someone's face or however you want 
want to say that is when people are keeping from belief. So it's usually mm. the Pharisees, right? Yeah. He's always mm-hmm. very gentle with the people who don't know, people who are in sin, all these kinds of things. But the Pharisees who should have known better, he's much more harsh with mm. them than he is with anybody else. Mm-hmm. And what the book said is that sometimes when Jesus speaks to them, he would speak half a verse from the Old Testament. So we'll read it and only see the half. But because they knew the words so well, the second half was going in their minds and it was almost like a zing. Like, wow. you you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you say this and he would say the first half mm-hmm. of the verse, but they knew that that second half of the verse was literally talking about them and their lack of oh. faith and belief in that. You made them think about their own selves. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. which is kind of cool because the same, because Jesus really does come and speak to each one they needed to be, the way they needed to be spoken uh-huh. to. But, you know, sometimes people need to be encouraged and sometimes they need a good spanking. Right. <laughs> and we well, jack that up sometimes those. too. Like, we, we mess up. Right. Because like, sometimes yeah. we don't talk to each other the way we should or talk to those who are not believers in a harsh manner. You're like, that's, you missing it. But he, but he yeah. went even we to those people who yeah, should have yeah, known yeah. better. He literally did appeal to them in yeah. a way that says, hey, you should know better. Open your eyes and right. see what you're looking at. You know all this. Why are you so confused now that it's staring you in the face? Mm. Because Can you imagine how heartbreaking I, I just yeah. I would say like, God, please, please don't let me be one of those people. Right. Yes. Like, help me to uh, see. Here's the thing. I, that was so weird. I don't know where, well, I do know it was the Holy Spirit, but I mentioned something like that on, on um, what day was that? Sunday. <laughs> Sunday too. At church. Yeah, at church. <laughs> on Sunday. Because it was something like, why don't we believe this? And it was, it reminded me of the Pharisees, mm-hmm. you know, because we are sometimes are so stuck in pride. Mm-hmm. And I use the term, this had to be from the Lord because I don't mm-hmm. talk like, but addiction to status. Mm-hmm. They wanted their, to be perceived as so high, as so smart, as so biblically knowledgeable, that, uh, their status was elevated. So if they submitted to a man who uh-huh. has no beauty, no majesty, or any of that, mm. their status is lowered. Right. right. Submitting. Exactly. And that's 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 it. You know, mm-hmm. they would rather keep their status mm. and what they know is true with the Messiah staring them right in the face. Dude, right. that's so, so true for us too. Man, that's good. Mm. Well, good. I, the question in my head is like, do we want the Jesus that is or mm. we want the Jesus that we create? Right. That's it's true. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah, we yeah. we want him to be our thing. Like think about even our prayers and all those kinds of things. We'd be like, God really loved me. He would fix this. He would intervene mm-hmm. in this. So like do we want Jesus, yeah. Savior and Lord, as he really is and right. as he really moves? Or mm-hmm. do we look for a genie in a bottle? Mm-hmm. That's a good comment below. Yeah. Comment below. Which Jesus <laughs> would you rather have? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't ask me that question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, and you have to be real. Sometimes, right? I, sometimes I would like a genie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes, yeah, learning, we, to, learning to submit, setting aside our pride and li- and learning to submit to Jesus as he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the Christian faith, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's know, the whole that, walk. That ties back into kind of what we're talking about is going back to the, the mindset of whoever Isaiah is referring to. Mm-hmm. I mean, talking to here. Um because that's probably not what they perceived the Messiah would be either. You know, no beauty, rejected, despised. They're probably like, wait a second, this isn't what we we wanted. We wanted freedom. We wanted well. At this point, they weren't they weren't captive, but when they were, then they mm-hmm. start remembering all these things that maybe um, Isaiah is talking about. But yeah, they probably perceive something different too, just like we do sometimes. Mm-hmm. But Isaiah's trying to tell them, nah, dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I I think about that verse that says a tender shoot, and it always there there are prophecies you should know that talk about a virgin conceiving, mm-hmm. um, and giving birth, and I always think about just what 
a, a God who steps down from a throne, sets aside his deity and allows himself to be born into the arms of a child, mm. you know, mm. teenage mom. I don't care how old you are. When God gives you a, a child the first time, you're like, I feel like I don't know what to do with this thing. Yeah, and right. the yeah. idea that oh, the sure. God of the universe would allow himself to be in that position in the arms of a child when you think tender shoot and you think hum- like that is humility. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just read Isaiah 714. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know. My mind keeps getting blown thinking about, you know, 700 years. Mm-hmm. Now you have Isaiah writing, and let me read, uh, therefore, this is Isaiah, 700 years before, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin mm-hmm. will conceive and give birth to a son and you will call him Emmanuel. Exactly. What do you think Isaiah's thinking right now? Wait, a virgin? <laughs> you know, like, he's <laughs> like, that's not how that works. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I made up this new word. <laughs> yeah. Well, first off, yeah. I wonder, I wonder what that word translates to. But just think of him like, wait, a virgin? How is a, like, you, you could probably think, because, you know, he did have faith, but at the same time, he's got to be like, how does, how would that happen? How is a virgin going to do, a, you know, I don't know. It just never hit me before like that. Well, and I'm struck by the Emmanuel, like mm-hmm. the, uh, the whole story from beginning to end, Ryan, that's why you go back to the garden. We had a God who wanted to be with us. Mm-hmm. He made a garden. He gave us freedom of choice. We misused that choice and chose ourselves over him. Mm-hmm. And they made fig leaves to cover themselves, mm-hmm. which we are still doing today, covering mm-hmm. our sin with stuff that cannot cover. I love this cover. example you give right here. And then, mm-hmm. and God kills an animal, makes a sacrifice and covers them with yeah blood as a temporary sacrifice to lead us to the point. And that's why the whole story written by all of these authors strings together. Yes. Uh, the word that they use in the rabbis that they call stringing pearls. Mm-hmm. And if you look at all these pieces by all these authors from beginning to end, it, it's a beautiful necklace. And how could you not believe mm. when all these prophecies come together, all these things, you know, then God goes ahead in order to be with his people he establishes a temple and a sacrificial system that allows them to be in relationship with mm-hmm. each other. And that foreshadows a savior who's going to come. Oh. And he comes and he finally is Emmanuel with them, with, physically yes. with them. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus says, it's better that I should go, that the helper should come. Mm-hmm. We've been talking all about mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And if it's better that we have the Holy Spirit, Emmanuel with us, talk about undervaluing the gift you have right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? If that's yeah. the best Emmanuel mm-hmm. and the whole thing literally is to end in Revelation where there will be no son because God is the light. Right. Like, the, think how be, <laughs> and yeah. how, how short yes. our, our faith comes. But like, it is a story, but it's the same story over and over, over and, and over, over yeah. again about a God who wanted to be with us. Amen. I love that when you talk about that, they talk about the fig leaf through uh, covering with animal skin. Mm-hmm. The very first death in the Bible was for 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 us. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and, and like there wasn't said, supposed to be. Death, no, right? and there wasn't so. God is killing his creation, an animal, to cover us because of our desire to be separated from mm-hmm. holiness mm-hmm. and sin. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That just always gets me that, that that's what he chose. He chose. Yeah. And it also shows the seriousness of sin that something had to die. And like you said, we covered us with fake, with leaves that'll, that'll wither, that'll blow, whatever. And then he said, okay, right. let me give you something that'll keep you warm, that'll stay, that'll last. Mm-hmm but I have to kill something first. That That is so good. Um, one of the things that it makes me think when I think of that, because I know he says, if you eat of this, you will certainly die. 
Like, if he wanted to, in a sense, he could have just cast away, been done with it, right? But like you said, what, what comes to my mind is that two things, the faithfulness of God, but also that Yahweh, Yahweh, that he's a provider, that in the midst of our sin, he literally provides for us. I'm like, yeah. how is it we just rebelled against God and he clothes us? Yeah. He gives us, you know what I mean? He provides for us. And it was like, oh my God, he's always been faithful in the past. We're talking about Advent and then you're talking about, you know, the second coming and prophecy. We can know that he'll be faithful in the present as well in the future. He's always faithful to his word and provides for us in the midst of our sin. That blows my mind. Mm -hmm. It blows my mind. You know? That's what I'm, yeah. It's, yeah. it's in providing in the form of death, mm -hmm. you know? And not only did he provide clothes, but you're talking about he provided more animals to be in relationship during the Old Testament so they could even walk into the temple and be clean, if mm -hmm. you will, in quotes. But then he had to ultimately provide the one death that would change everything, right. you know? Well, and we're, I'm doing that Know and Grow series, and we were talking about our new life in Christ last week. And so we were talking about a lot of the tools that God has empowered us with so that we can go out and be in the hands and feet of Jesus. But mm -hmm. one of the things that I, like, really emphasize with them, and honestly have to emphasize with me, people don't have children so they can serve them. Sounds like fun though, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but we don't, we have children because we want to have children. We want to love them. We do hope that they will grow up, that they will serve others, that they will do things, but we don't have children so they can serve us. Mm -hmm. And God did not choose to have relationship with us so that we could serve him. Mm -hmm. His first desire with every single one of us is to be in relationship with us. And out of that comes the fruit of serving mm -hmm. him in ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But each one of us has to learn, think about your children and how bad you would feel if they felt no pleasure, like you had no pleasure in them. And how many times do we feel disappointed? Like God must be disappointed because we're not doing enough. Right. And all he mm -hmm. wants is the pleasure of being in relationship yeah, exactly. with us. And this, the word from beginning to end proves that, like the whole yeah. Christmas story feeds in. We've got to feel that pleasure. Like mm -hmm. he's pleased with you. It's crazy since be like talking about that, like since becoming a dad, like I feel like... Your kids are the cutest. Oh, thanks. But <laughs> they're wild. Anyways, um, I just feel like be since becoming a dad, though, like that picture of like God's relationship with us has changed so much for me. Like, I, I mean, obviously, like, I, I mean, I've been a Christ follower now for 15-ish years or so, right? And something like I always like kind of, you know, under I understood it and got it. and was But like, it's just something. And I'm not saying like, and because like, obviously I know there are, people in the world that will never experience that. Um, but at the same time too, like it's just such an interesting and really beautiful picture. Like when you like create a child, mm -hmm. right? Like, and obviously it's not the same way that God created us, but in essence, like it is a little bit similar of like God created us and then gave us the ability to create something as well. Like, and then you look at your child from that eyes of, of a father or the perspective of a father. I'm like, Holy cow. Like, I see what he sees in, in us now. Like, and that's, mm -hmm. it's, it's wild. It's mm -hmm. so beautiful. So mm. beautiful. Yeah. It mm. changes everything. It does. Amen. It really does. Mm. Where are we at? I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking and I feel like, I feel like I you know. have a thought. You looked at me. Do you have a thought? Well, <laughs> no, I was going to keep rolling through Isaiah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And that's what yeah. I want you to do. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, um, where, where do we leave <laughs> off? No. So let's go three. We, we've talked about this, but just to read them. Isaiah 53, 3, he was despised and rejected by mankind, a man suffering and familiar with pain. I loved um, in that commentary kind of pointed out not suffering in self-pity, but really suffering with, I think it is more internal, like his heart. It hurt him to see what was happening with, with creation so far away from that relationship that you're talking about, mm -hmm. kind of that 
uh, familiar with pain. I think that's so many different forms of pain, pain in the, in the desert when he's for 40 days, not eating, you know, it's all kinds of pain, you know, and obviously uh, physical pain, but also mental pain. Um, and it says, keep going on, like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Again, just talking about status of, of who we perceived him to, or who he was compared to who we perceived him to be. And then verse four, this is where uh, we, can, we can talk a little bit about um, more Old Testament stuff. It said, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, and yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. All right, let's stop right there because... Um, We've talked a lot about this, and this is where we wanted to go to really pull it all together, the whole Old Testament together, to give you a big picture of what it what it was talking about. But what I look, what he's talking about considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. When and I saw this too, when you're looking at Christ, or when they were seeing what was happening to Jesus, they didn't understand why it was happening, and so they perceived it to just be punishment by God rather than rescue from by God, right? And so that's why. We still didn't get, or they, we still don't sometimes, but they did not understand why he was being so beaten, tortured, and all this stuff. They thought just another punishment from God because of the sin in his life, right? Mm. The blasphemer. But in reality, mm. we didn't understand it. What was happening is rescue by God, mm. but it looked like punishment by God. And this is so crazy too, because again, this is such like an interesting part of a prophecy. Yep. Like again, 700 years before it happened, talking about like this because it's it's kind of like a minute detail when you think about it, right? Of like, it's saying, hey, like we viewed it at, or we are going to pretty much view it as God punishing, like as, as a punishment, right? As, um, sorry, I lost my place here. Where am I? Here at four, We're yeah. considered punished by God. Yeah. Stricken by him and afflicted yet. And it keeps going. And, and so like, it's just so, it's wild to me that even in that prophecy, it's such a minute detail, honestly. Like you could read over it and not realize how important it is, but looking back on it and knowing what actually happened and the way people looked at it, you're like, holy cow, it's mm. another it's another ah, piece of the prophecy. You got your mind blown. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's right, what I keep right, reading these. Nuts. That's what happened to me over here, Isaiah 714, when Isaiah's talking about a virgin, it's like, my mind just got blown again. Like well, this even is, the disciples mm-hmm. thought it was over. Right. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. just the Pharisees that right. went away and thought he was being punished. Like the disciples were like, they left. How did I get so confused? How was I? Could you imagine feeling that misled? Wait, well, the, he no, he yeah. told the disciples, "Here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get beaten. I'm going to die, <laughs> yeah. but I'm coming. Right. But then they still. You know, the yeah. woman's at the garden and crying and looking for him, and just they yeah. they all went. Yeah. Well, and Peter. Mm-hmm. When he got arrested, he's like, oh, no. Right. I, that's why he, he um, not rejected. What did he denied. do? Denied. Yeah. He denied him three different times because he's like, I'm not, that ain't going to be me. Right. And it wasn't until <laughs> the coming back where Jesus right. restored him. But yeah, even he told them, this is what will happen. Mm-hmm. Still, they ran away. But again, I understand. I, you can't blame them because mm-hmm. who knows what we would have done there, oh, too. Yeah. I like to think right. I would have not supposed to. Yeah. But like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I probably would have missed know, it, I'm going to be with Peter. I know. <laughs> People always like yeah, right? the boat. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say can't stand Adam and Eve. And I'm like, oh, we might have yeah. done the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> looks good in person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, we would have. Yeah, <laughs> well, go back to this real quick because uh, Shirley, who took our pain, verse four, took our pain, bore our suffering, and yet we considered him punished by God. All right, that's let's go to Genesis, kind of where we wanted to go. Yeah, because um, this is so interesting too when we talk about Adam and Eve in the in the tree. So God told him don't eat of this tree. Of course, they eat of the tree, but they were deceived by the serpent, which we, it was, is the devil, is, is, um, Satan. 
And then, as all snakes are. Yeah, I agree with that. 100%. Yeah, I agree. Retweet. Amen. People always talk about this too when he says you're going to be on your belly. So, does snakes have legs? Y'all heard that? Does snake have legs before this time? I, I think you he heard wonder if he was more upright. I think that's called a crocodile. Ooh. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, well, so easily everyone? distracted, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. So then, after that whole um, whole situation happened, then God tells Satan, "Because you have done this, you are cursed more than any livestock and more than any wild animal. You will move on your belly and eat dust." All the days of your life, I'll put hostility between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. And then it gets to this part where we're kind of now relating it back to Isaiah. He says, "He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel." So that he will—that's another prophecy talking us specifically about the death of Christ. Where, but because of the death of Christ, the reason we considered him afflicted because we didn't understand. The reason is because somebody had to strike the head of Satan. So Satan will get the heel, right? He'll bite mm-hmm. him in the heel and he'll hurt him. He'll strike him down. He he will be down for a little bit. But what you do to Jesus on the heel, he's going to do to you on your head. You're defeated forever. And so why did we consider him? Because we didn't understand. But verse five gives you the reason why we, he wasn't punished. It was because he was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. That's the head. I mean, that's the heel. We'll mm-hmm. strike him on the heel because of all of us. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is coming back to strike Satan on the head, and there's no coming back from that. That's what I love about that prophecy. Any well, and that's for the rest of verse 5, is yeah. is the head. The punishment that, that brought us peace was upon him, and mm-hmm. by his wounds we are healed. We are healed yeah. That resurrection to bring us all back is the striking of the head. Mm. Love it. That's from chapter 3 of Genesis. So, again, mm-hmm. all the way back, and this is what's mind-blowing, all the way back in the beginning of time. How long was it? How long was it after they created man that they sin? Anybody know that? Like twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We don't know that. There's literally still debate whether or not seven. There were seven literal days, or was it you know older three when it's like. Each day is like a million years, you know. Yeah, what I mean? think so we should just say twenty, thirty minutes. Yeah, just to, sure. you know, I feel like that's long. <laughs> I don't know. Why. I mean, honestly, it <laughs> might have been quicker. Can you imagine all yeah. of us would be like, "Ooh, an apple." Enough yeah. time, <laughs> hey, right? Brian, enough oh, time for Adam to name the animals and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, okay. So that'd be a decent amount oh, of time. But, oh, that had to be. Well, and I think he did it in categories from what theologians oh, say. But yeah. Well, in chapter two, they were up in that garden. So it was only a chapter, okay? Right. How okay. long does a chapter take to write? Okay. Well, if you compare it to the minutes. If, you, minutes. if you compare it to the size of the storybook, yeah. right. you know how many book, how many pages are in a Bible? It's, it's, right. it's, uh, it's fair. It's, anyway, yeah. I don't know. Again, it's you definitely so easily distracted. Anywhere from fifteen here. minutes to one it's year. Definitely very <laughs> early in time. But yeah, right. So from the very beginning, the right after the sin occurred, let's say it that way. God's already saying. Hey, it's going to be okay. Like, mm. I got a plan mm-hmm. here. I don't know. Just just so interesting. And it relates to all these things that we're talking about here. And there's probably a lot more in there, too. I don't know if you ever read Genesis chapter 3. He said to the woman now, after he said to Satan, I'll intensify your labor pains. You will bear children in anguish. I've mm-hmm. heard that. Can you confirm? That's what <laughs> Can you confirm? I confirm. I've often, so this, this is very much of a side note, but like I, we had puppies and I, I don't know, you know, animals experience labor and you can tell that there's pressure involved, but I don't know if animals actually experience pain. I don't know if that's something that crisscrosses over the animal line. Interesting. If it's just women. Oh. Somebody look that up and let me know. <laughs> I'll ask them. Yeah. The animals? Uh, yeah. 
Doctor Doolittle. Walk here. with I the saw, animals. Yeah, Walk I saw my dog animals. give birth one time. Yeah. yeah, I never want to see it again. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, in April, the giraffe. Did you saw a giraffe give birth? April the giraffe. Oh, you remember when April oh, the giraffe yeah. gave birth? Yeah, they, they oh, did it like, was the whole video cam. Yeah. We all waited for the baby to be born. You know, yeah, we all April did that. Giraffe? April the giraffe. <laughs> oh, April the giraffe. No, it was on yeah. YouTube for yeah. real. True no, story. it was a real thing. Like we, yep. Anyway, live stream. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> Sally, we need you. Um, I just thought that was. A, and then uh, for the men. Oh, he said, and oh, to yeah. women, your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. That's where it all kind of fell into line. That's where kind of control gets all screwed yep. up in women. Mm-hmm. Fear to control yes. our husbands. Remember, yep. that came from you. Oh, we I talked about that. that. I am aware of that. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean, like, when I, we talked about it on Sunday, the uh, passive versus active, mm-hmm. how it's, it's, uh, it's because of sin that men might be more passive in a marriage and right. women might be more... Um, assertive in a marriage. It's all from this Our natural right upside here. down on a marriage mm-hmm. is right out of Genesis sin. Yeah. 3. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. exactly. And then for men, because you listen to your wife's voice and ate from the fruit, the ground is cursed because of you. You will eat from it. It means painful labor. So that's mm-hmm. where thorns and... Again, just go read. I, just, yeah. I don't want to get all into that. Well, but that's the definitely idea, harder than but, childbirth. Totally. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, now you scratch a living out <laughs> of the ground. Easy. So yeah, work, well, yeah. work was supposed to be, and y'all know Easy. this. Like at times, well, sometimes it's it's fun and fulfilling. It's right. your passion. It's connected. But like all that ick at work. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Really, back, originally wasn't a part. Goes back yeah. to what is we don't actually know is in an apple. This mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the prophecy, but I just thought it was interesting to read it because I was looking at it. Well, there was, it is interesting to see that there was kind of uh, punishment and curse that fell on all. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, we know the Bible talks about even the ground has been cursed mm-hmm. because yeah. of man. Mm-hmm. And we're living in a fallen, I would say this, like nature is so beautiful. Could you imagine if this is the cursed <laughs> version the and the ground's right. going to cry out, right. like, what's the new version? Yeah. Yeah. Like, also, like, even too, in that, like, sets the standard that something, like, because I mean, at that time, obviously, Adam and Eve maybe didn't know like obviously I think they immediately felt shame and probably couldn't put their finger on like what that was because it was totally new to them but also set that standard of like hey like there are consequences mm-hmm. like to actions and so like at this this is a first and they they may or may not have known that yeah, that's a good point. going in too of like okay we made a mistake now there's something that has to happen because we made a mistake so yeah it's just it, it is fascinating to think about that in the perspective and time of when it happened mm-hmm. so yeah Let's go. Um, let's go to the revelation that you wanted to talk about. I'm, I want to grab a couple more of these. So, okay, if you've yeah. not read all of Isaiah 53, uh, go and do that because mm-hmm. it's great. I want to pick up a couple. I want to read a couple more prophecies out of this, and then we'll we'll fill it out in Revelation. Uh, verse seven: He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was like a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before its shearers was silent. He did not open his mouth. Again, mm-hmm. yeah, wait, let's touch on that. Remember, he's standing before Pilate, and he's que- getting mm-hmm. questioned, and he didn't say he didn't. a word. Right. I, I saw that in, like, one of the shows. I was like, God, that dude's a gangster. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. well, just say what you want, bro. I ain't saying <laughs> yeah. nothing. Yeah. Well, and I think Pilate <laughs> said, what you, why won't you answer me? Don't you know the power that you have? And Jesus says to him, you wouldn't have the power if I yeah. hadn't given, given it, it to you. you. Oh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! We see this. Um, it goes yeah, down and it says in verse eight <laughs> that Jesus was that. cut off from the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was punished, assigned a grave with the wicked mm-hmm. and in the rich his death. So it does say that he will actually die, cut off from the land of the living. He takes the transgression to the people. 
Yeah, go, 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 go. He was assigned a, a grave with the wicked, which he meant to die. And then uh, with the rich in his death, we know that Jesus was put in Joseph yes. of Arimathea, a rich say. man's grave. So we can see that that's there. Um, I see this verse and it, it makes me want to cry. It's verse 10. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and yeah. cause him to suffer. That makes me think about him in the garden when he didn't mm-hmm. want to go, but it had to happen. Mm. And he chose to follow the will. The Lord makes his life an offering for sin. He will see his offspring and prolong his days that's us. Mm-hmm. We're his offspring where the life yeah. comes back. Exactly. Verse 11, after he suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. Mm-hmm. It pre- That's the prediction of the resurrection from the dead. Why would Isaiah have any idea that that could happen? And the satisfaction comes when it says, by his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many and he will bear their iniquities. So we can see that it's because even Isaiah, how would Isaiah have known that Jesus was going to pay for our sins? Yeah, so he, he knew they the had a sin problem problem yeah. but the idea that he already saw that so that we see that fulfilled but that the because of that word justified justification is why we can experience righteousness mm-hmm. right that that's a key word in all this too mm-hmm. that's different to me than pierced for our transgressions brought peace i mean that's all the same thing but mm-hmm. justify is a different word when when talking about these kind of things that means that means uh what am I trying to say here? Well, he, the justification is what what cleans that made right. The, it's made it's the way. math. We we yeah, yes. Yeah, that's we had a bill that we could not pay. Yes, and yeah. Jesus pays it, and mm. the debt is paid. Like that's right. literally that's mm. the transactional part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we can see he poured out his life unto death. <laughs> just heard that. And <laughs> was numbered you. with Thank the transgressions. Um, just just a couple of quick prophecies that we know come from other places in the Bible. Uh, we know that in Micah, it talks about Bethlehem and mm-hmm. it talks about uh, that he would come from the tribe of Judah. We know that it talks about there being a star that would be, uh, that's part of prophecies that have come before. Um, we know that it talks about a king will ride lowly on a donkey as we mm-hmm. see Jesus coming in. So mm-hmm. we see a whole bunch of these prophecies that we know are true because of what came true. Mm. So there's a whole bunch of things that point to Jesus being the fulfillment. And Ryan, that goes back to that. Um, how many, how many, what are the mm. chances of that actually happening? Yeah. And we mm. know that all of them came true. And I want to go back to where I started. And that is that sometimes God gave smaller prophecies and these by no means are small, mm. but we see them fulfilled in Jesus walking the earth as mm. Messiah. But the proof of the first set of prophecies also is proof that the second coming of Christ, all of those prophecies are reliable for mm. all of us. Isn't the um, the number, yeah, that's, I don't want to, I don't want to, Go over that. Yeah. That's huge. The Numbers 24 one right there, uh, a star will come out of Jacob, a scepter rise out of Israel. Isn't that the, so one goes up, one comes across, and that's what makes the star that the shepherds know to go to? Isn't that what he's talking about? I know mm-hmm. what he, yes, that's, I'm saying. But that's the star of Bethlehem that we see. And but yes. it's a scepter going up and down. I think that that has to, so the wise man would have been uh, a they would have read the stars to tell yeah. them things. And I, and that's exactly the way the stars intersected. Yes. It had something to so do with the two. scepter. It's You're two right. things to point direction. Yes. Yeah. And that's how they would have known. So, yeah. So, so that's to say it's when you really read these things, it, it is mind blowing. Um, Again, the detail. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, yeah. and it's even not like, Hey, some dude will come along the way and he's going to get hurt for you guys. No, it's clearly written out in, in scripted detail. 
and yeah. only could be one person. Yeah. Yeah. It has to point. Uh, there's a verse in John where Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. And he says, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me. So if the first set of prophecies are reliable and we've seen them come, we know that Jesus's words in that place are reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are going to finish up all the way at the end. This is Revelation 5. Mm. Um, and so this is the very end. We have future prophecies, but I want you to see some of these things. Um Then I saw the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a scroll with writing on both sides, sealed with seven seals. And I should say, Revelation is the prophecy written by John. God gave him a vision of these prophecies at the end of his life. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and I wept because no one was found who is worthy to open the scroll. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep and hear every one of these uh, words. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah prophesied, the root of David the stump of Jesse has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw the lamb, just like Isaiah predicted, looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals because you were slain and with your blood purchased for God persons from every tribe, language, and nation. And then it goes down eventually and all those people cry out, Worthy is the lamb who is slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Mm. Amen. Fire. And so, well, there's, there's nothing else to say because the word is more powerful than anything. Yes. But, but just if you're listening today and you're not sure if you can believe in this story, you're not sure you can believe in the Jesus who was born in the manger and you're not sure you can believe in the Christ who's coming back again. Read the story, put the pieces together because the proof is undeniable. Mm -hmm. And just like he came, just like he's Emmanuel with us, one day he is coming back to take us all with him again. Yes. Yeah. Any last thoughts? No way. Nope. (laughs) I'm going to read Revelation 19 also just because I love that one, but Mm -hmm. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It keeps going on. Yeah. To to your point, right? I mean, it keeps going on later in Revelation. I mean, it's it's all over the place, but Mm -hmm. that was a perfect way to end it. Well, and let's, but even as we're going, let's just wrap this thing up about what our New River plans are through our Christmas. So Ryan, you started us off with prophecy. Where are we headed through the rest of the series? Yeah. And so again, this is why uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you actually have um, a very good overview of the rest of the Prepare the Way series. So mm-hmm. next week, we're going to talk about his birth, or we're going to talk about the birth of Christ, but I don't know how I want to do it yet. I do love the story where um, the angels go to the shepherds and mm-hmm. it, because that's a really mm-hmm. cool description there. Mm-hmm. Um, then Vernon, you're going to teach on the 19th, and mm-hmm. you want to hear a little bit about what you're talking about? Oh, yeah. We're well, just talking about um, pretty much his ministry, his life's ministry, what he came to do. Um, so then um, to talk a little bit um, birth, death, and resurrection. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's without the resurrection, none of this is... Uh, made possible but anyway so yeah just talking about the light his life and then on the 24th you will the 24th is the big one that's where we Mm -hmm. we don't want to say the big one because they're all big but the 24th is where we want to wrap up this whole series and then we're going to talk about his coming back so revelation 5 will be a big part of that but our goal too is to keep kind of bringing these prophecies up and kind of just share 
this was prophesied here and this is where it happens. You know, so the whole the whole series you'll see from Old Testament to, to New Testament has been prophesied about now on the 24th. Here's what's prophesied to come mm-hmm. and then celebrate that. Mm-hmm. I will say this too. It's going to be a celebration. We're going to have some fun. Um, <laughs> We're very excited around here. In worship. Uh-huh. Yes, in worship. It'll, uh, because we do celebrate that. We celebrate that we've been saved, redeemed, and we will get to spend eternity with our King when He comes for us. And that's what we're going to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you for that. Thank you for joining us today. I hope that, um, gosh, this was an amazing conversation. I know that it encouraged me even in my own faith, and I hope that it will do that. And we hope that you'll join us throughout this Christmas season at New yep. River Church. Rob, you did a great job. Yeah, great job. Fantastic. See you next year. Great job. Y'all are my best friends. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Overflow Podcast of New River Church, where we seek to provide authentic, practical, biblical encouragement beyond Sunday services. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you'd like to learn more about New River, please visit us online at newriver.church or join us in person on Sunday mornings at 915 and 1115 a.m. We'll talk to you next week. Same time, same place. May God cover you with His goodness and grace, and may Jesus always be enough.